Hello, Twim Nation. This is the Twim Sisters here, Ariane Smith. And Tiffany Hales. Welcome to Conference Weekend. Yay! For longtime listeners of Twim, you know that we generally do a recap of all the sessions of conference, usually on Sunday night when all the sessions are over. We're twisting it up and changing it up this time. This time, we're going to have individual recaps of each session of conference by a different host. So over the course of the next couple of days, you will see in your inbox lots of new TWIM episodes being released. All right. Also, be sure to check us out on social media, Instagram, Facebook, and feel free to share your thoughts and comments on conference. And we hope you all enjoy a lovely conference weekend. Hey everyone, this is Matthew Watkins and Melissa Fugaza. We're joining you from the Conference Talk podcast. We have been asked to come and give recap episodes for the This Week in Mormon podcast, and we're super pumped to do so. So jumping right into the Saturday session of the April 2023 General Conference, starting with the callings. That was pretty interesting, wasn't it? Yeah, so I think you and I mutually agreed right before this that we were kind of freaking out that Elder Brad Wilcox was getting released. There was a little bit of a panic moment for me. Based on what I saw in the news, some people were kind of excited for a few minutes there, huh? Oh, that's too bad, because I love him. I don't know how you can't love him. I love him. I've loved him ever since I was a teenager, and I'm in my mid-40s now. He used to he used to speak at EFYs a lot when I was a kid. I love him. Anyway. His book about grace, if I could have read that as a teenager, it would have drastically changed my teenage and mission experience. Oh, yeah. He's so cool. I just way. love all of his stuff. <laughs> okay. I was going to say, well, yeah, he's, he's awesome. I love him. So, but he got called back in. He just got moved from being second counselor to first counselor. And now, did the, they, I, I was yeah. struggling here over kids. Did they lose the young men president? No, 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 the president's him. the same. They lost the Elder. first counselor, Elder. Ahmed yeah, because he was. Right? Yeah, he was. Um, he was called as a seventy. Seventy. <laughs> I forgot the word right there. The not apostle yeah, called, one. Yeah, <laughs> the not apostle. Um, the one that has a lot of quorums in it. But anyway, he. Um, yeah, so he got he got released, and so they moved Elder Wilcox up, and then called um, Elder, or not Elder. Yeah, Michael T. Nelson to be the second counselor. So. Temporary panic over losing Brother Wilcox, and then faith was restored. And then I'm particularly excited about the new General Young Women's President and Presidency. I'm sure the counselors are wonderful, but I love Emily Bell Freeman. Um, she's a published author. She also has like this podcast group thing called Inklings. I don't know if you've heard of it. I have not. I okay. haven't even heard Inklings about it. <laughs> Oh, that's pretty good. Anyway, so she um, she's amazing, and she and she comes and speaks at like the Time Out for Women's and things like that. So I've heard her speak publicly and stuff. She's just she's just really cool. Um, I especially admire her because she's studying the well. At least last year when we were studying the Old Testament, she was t- trying to read the Old Testament in Hebrew, which I thought was pretty cool. So that's anyway. Old. I know. She's awesome. She's a really great speaker and just really, just really a real big spiritual powerhouse, actually. So I'm really excited. I'm interested to see now, um, now with her having this calling, what that's going to be like for her, like on her podcast and other things like that. But um, so anyway, I'm just really excited about her. And the other counselors seem awesome, too. 
So I'm excited. Watching all the general authorities, the new ones, take that long walk up. I don't, I don't. Maybe it's just the first time I noticed it. They zoomed in on all the people coming up and just just taking this long walk up to the front of the conference center and looking extremely nervous. Yeah, I'd be. Someone made a comment once. This was probably a few years ago. Where it says like that. This is the longest walk you'll ever make, or something like that. When they invited yes. them to come sit up, and I, I, I thought, yeah, that would be really, really crazy. But I think anyway. it was the young men present who was sitting back there. And I guess he didn't know the camera was going to go to him. His tie had split in two. You saw that. No, I didn't see that. It was, yeah, the tie was just completely separated apart. And then he realized he was on camera, just slowly tucked it in. I'm like, this is a me. Last day on the job. Yeah. <laughs> Getting those kind of vibes. <laughs> That's awesome. I didn't even pay attention to that. I did pay attention, though, to the, I don't know, I don't know if it's been like this the past little bit because I haven't paid attention, but the security, like the security guard literally is shadowing President Nelson. I don't know if you noticed that. No, I, apparently I not. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, about that time, like, that was that was chasing kids into the bathroom before they have an accident. In our so house, I noticed so. from this, yeah, I noticed from the morning session and from this one that at the end of conference, usually, you know, he'll get up and he'll go like shake people's hands, which he does, and then he'll go get his wife, and then they'll kind of walk off together. Um, and you can tell that there are, yeah, obviously there's security there all the time, but this one security officer, he is like right behind him. So it's interesting. The modern day Porter Rockwell. He's like, yeah, we're yes. going to take care of business if something goes yes. wrong. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, I just thought that was, I kind of pointed that out. But so Saturday, Saturday, I feel like this might be a traditional thing. I don't know, but I feel like Saturday afternoon sessions have a lot more um, 70 talks. Quorums of the 70. This one certainly Saturday afternoon. So this one was pretty um, 70 heavy, but they had... You know, heavy. a few. Yeah, they had Elder Renland. He spoke first. Um, and I, I, I invented this game for myself where it's called give, give the conference talks a title before they get their official titles. You know, like you're kind of listening to the talk and you're like, I wonder what this talk's about. And then you just kind of like that talk. name that talk. So if I were to name Elder Renland's talk, I literally would just name it Covenants. That's, that's what I would have named it. What do you think about that one? Do you think that hits on the mark? <laughs> That's a pretty good one. That's the one where we talked about the Amazon River, the Pororoca. Pororoca, yes. Which, and yes. I got several interesting thoughts from that. Number one, this is the first time I've heard all five temple endowment covenants listed in general conference. Like, I mean, the church recently published like the covenants on their website and everything, but now they're just, whoop, here it is, everyone. Here's the five. He literally said, like, here's the five covenants you make in the endowment. I'm like, ah, that's that's new. Yeah, it's cool. It's interesting because I, I, I know I've mentioned it in past sessions, but I um I serve I work in the temple, I'm ordinance work in the temple, and it's it's interesting that um for those of you who have been going to the temple recently knows that there have been some big changes in the temple as far as the endowment session. But before that even happened, our temple president kept on counseling us workers to go home and to really study the five covenants that we make. And so he would, he would, he would name them regularly and be like, this is what we covenant to do. So it was really cool that Elder Renlin, you know, put that out there for everybody in a general meeting. So another piece that was um, interesting. He said, when he talked about taking the name of God in vain, he had on something that I've, I've kind of been big, big on as I've been studying it. He says, to a modern audience, it sounds like this is just an injunction against using the Lord's name 
basically is a swear word. He said, it's so much more than that. And I love where he basically said, what it's saying is don't say it without authority. Don't use it unless you mean to use it. If there's an actual intent to like do so with authority. And in other words, don't say you're going to be a disciple of Christ unless you're serious about it. That was something that really jumped out to me. That was, that was really kind of cool. Like making your words have weight, have they matter. You don't just flippantly say things. I remember cool. I heard a speaker one time get up and say, when I close my talk, I'm going to say the most, the most important thing I'm going to say in my talk is going to be at the end when I say, in the name of Jesus Christ, amen. Because when I say that, what I'm saying is, I think that if Jesus Christ were here, he would approve of what I'm saying. And in fact, inspire what I'm saying. And so there's weight to that. And ever since I heard that, I've always been very careful when I write talks or when I bear testimony that I don't want to say something that I'm not absolutely sure Jesus Christ would be comfortable with and then finish in his name. I like that. That's really good to keep in mind, obviously, for any time you like share your testimony, any public speaking, speaking in church or testifying in general. That's a really good thing to think about that everything you say in that context is you would assume that Jesus puts his stamp of approval on it. And if he wouldn't, you're using the Lord's name in vain or to no effect, not necessarily maliciously, but to no effect, that kind of vain. Yeah. Well, it takes away. It's like when you say something over and over again, it just kind of takes away the power of it in a way because not literally take away the power. I shouldn't say that, but it kind of doesn't make it as useful. You mean like how you say like the word fork 17 times and all of a sudden it sounds weird. (laughs) <laughs> no uh, any word sure. if you just say it we'll rapidly over no. and over over again yeah that, that, part, that pathway loses. in your brain gets desensitized and the word doesn't seem to like it, yeah. it seems weird all of a sudden yeah yeah that's true i just sorry that was just i'm like what and that make but that makes sense that is true that's good <laughs> fork uh, anyway <laughs> All right, so you said you had some thoughts about the next speaker. It was Elder Peter Muirs, who I loved his Australian accent. So my girls were like paying extra special attention because they're obsessed with Bluey. For any Bluey people out there, oh yeah, anytime he sounds like anyone, Bluey's dad. Yeah, yeah. Anytime Bandit. anyone speaks in an Australian accent, my kids are like, whoa. So they paid attention big time to his talk. So what were your <laughs> thoughts about that one? <laughs> so he came dangerously close to breaking my personal rule of general conference, and I was about to give him low marks for this. So if I were to title his talk, his talk would be the kids don't die because every general conference talk you seem to hear nowadays, whenever they mention a child, it's like, and that child died. Like, please. I know, and it is sad. And every parent that turned like, I don't know what you're talking about, but I'm going to remember that every time I back out of a garage, I'm be afraid of running over my child like you talked yes, about. There's a lot of those talks. Yeah. So I'm sorry. I'm getting animated, but his children did die in the accident. And that just made me so happy. But he came close because he, he left us kind of trailing there as he's describing the five-year-olds. I get him a blessing. And by the time the ambulance came 40 minutes later, he was, dramatic pause, conscious. It's like, okay, oh, gosh. Woo. That's true. That's true. I was thinking 40 minutes. I'd be stressed the whole, like, 40 minutes? Really? It's Australia. Oh, I know as far, but still. I mean, there's just a lot of distance there. Oh, that's terrifying. That yeah, that those yeah, those stories really but they do call your attention though. I mean, that's the thing. And obviously they're using their personal experiences to relate, but yeah, you it's a it's a heart stopper. So that's mine. That's the title. So Elder Renlin, you decided it was called Covenants. Elder Mears is my kid didn't die. <laughs> and I would have picked 
Access to our Redeemer and His Atonement as his title. Yeah, but that's spiritual, so. <laughs> <laughs> but it works because it was. our children don't die because, anyway, we could tie that all in later. But I really, accident, yeah. His children didn't die and, yes, access and all that stuff. <laughs> one, th- one thing that he did say in his talk that I really loved is that, obviously, so if you weren't listening to his talk, he was in an inv- him and his family were involved in a car accident, like Matthew pointed out. And fortunately, everyone made it. But it was because of him that the accident happened in the first place. He accidentally fell asleep at the wheel. And so thank heavens everyone survived, even the the other car and everything. But he said that for years afterwards that he just had to deal so much with the guilt of what he had done. And one thing I really liked about what he said is he said, finally, as he was helping, and I don't know, he didn't say um, in what calling or capacity this was, I'm assuming a leadership role, but I could be wrong. But he said later as he was helping others, um, heal and repent and seek forgiveness for things they were doing in their lives, he realized that also applied to him. And so one of the thoughts I got from that talk was sometimes there are things in our lives that, yeah, we, we ask for forgiveness. We go through the motions, repent, things like that. But we, we have just a hard time letting the guilt go for ourselves or letting the pain go. And sometimes those things are let go as we're like serving other people to help them let go of their things. And we realize, oh, this applies to me. (laughs) So I, I really liked that. I really liked that he kind of tied it all together with, with what happened and his talk and stuff like that. So worthy of okay so moving on to the next one i really liked the next talk it was uh from elder randall k bennett yes child of divorced parents yes if i were to um name this one it would just be patriarchal blessings that's what i would name it and that is like i nailed that (laughs) that that was such a fantastic one you know we talk about patriarchal blessing being a guidance looking back but he said as a kid he knew in advance, I need my patriarchal blessing to give me comfort and strength for what is coming. He was anticipating the strength of it. Okay, so what did you think about, so Elder Craig C. Christensen's talk, I would label it, or label's not the word, I would entitle it, Repentance Makes Joy Possible. I, I think that's a perfect one. And that one has a deep connection to me. I, uh, I'm fairly active on Twitter. And when I was choosing a handle, I wanted to think of one. And the one that came to my mind was Joyful Repenter. So if anyone wants to follow me on Twitter, you can find me at Joyful Repenter based off of President Nelson's talk about repentance that completely reframes the idea as opposed to what maybe are the cultural understandings I certainly had as a teenager. We talked again about elder or sorry, brother. He's in the president. So it's President Brad Wilcox's books about grace and repentance and how that completely Mm -hmm you know, turn the tables on the narrative. It's not punishing yourself so that it hurts bad enough that you won't do it again. It's not earning heaven. It's learning heaven. And I loved all those thoughts about that. And I loved Elder Christensen sharing those thoughts with us too. Oh, I, I hesitate to say the name of this next speaker because I don't want to mess it up, but his name Schmutz. was Elder Evan. Is it Schmutz or Schmutz? Because I know people say, say Schmutz. <laughs> okay. I, let's go with that. Schmutz sounds better. I just didn't know. And if I were to name his talk, it would be the doctrine of Christ. Cause I feel like that's mm-hmm. what he, like he kept on saying the doctrine of Christ over and over again, which is good. But mm-hmm. I think that's what I would have named it. Two quotes that, 
there are three quotes that jumped out at me from, at me from his talk. He encouraged us limit or eliminate time spent on social media, dramatic pause, video games, and then a host of other things. I was like, oh, to actually call someone to eliminate it. That's, it reminded me of Christ when he says, Hey, if your eye offend me, cast you out. Maybe there's some case where we're like, you know, my social media addiction is to the point where I'm not just going to try and moderate it. I'm just going to cut it off for the next year or something like that. Okay, so you're gonna you're gonna say the name of the next speaker because it's Spanish. Benjamin de Hoyos. What you said. Two quotes Boy, that thank you. jumped out at me from his talk were, where he said, "Temples are a sign in every dispensation of the Church of Jesus Christ." I don't know that I've I'd ever heard that said before because th- there's not exactly it's not spelled out in the scriptures that every single dispensation had temples, but that's just a really cool little you know doctrinal gem that it may not get you in heaven, but it's interesting. The second quote was where he talks about how the central focus of our Heavenly Father is uniting families. That takes me back to a great elder Packer quote, President Packer quote, who also got a fair bit of airtime today in the sessions. In the Um, morning when I loved it. Yes. Where he said, um, like, basically the whole purpose of the church, the existence of the entire church itself, every quorum, auxiliary structure and everything is all just scaffolding around the family. He was anticipating home-centered worship 20 years before it was a thing. Yeah, it's true. And I love that because that's a perfect segue into the last talk of this session from Elder Dieter F. Uchtdorf. The one with no airplanes? Yes, with no airplanes. It didn't say one, not one thing. Didn't even allude to it, nothing. It was a little bit disconcerting. But (laughs) I would entitle it A Parent's Love because... Which I think, I don't know. I'm not in love with that title, but that's kind of my I have first a better initial. One. No offense. What's yours? What's so remember, your he, title? he gave the talk, Jesus Christ is the Strength of Youth, when he introduced mm-hmm. the new FSY stuff. Mm-hmm. He said two quotes in here. The, either one you could use in as the title. He said, Jesus Christ is the Strength of Parents, was a quote he said today. And then, like, Jesus Christ is the Strength of Families. I like that one. Jesus Christ is the Strength of Families. That's yeah. one I'd pick. I, I, I love... Um, yeah, where he talks about, I don't know, for me, I have a teenager and (laughs) just from saying that those who have a teenager that are listening, they just, they just know. Instant sympathy. Yeah. Well, it's just, it's just, you know, it's, it's so funny. You prepare for it. You pray, pray about it. All this kind of stuff, but it's just uncharted territory. Your teenager is pretty good. Every time we have her, she is just absolutely top notch. Yeah, she's an amazing girl, and I have no complaints about her. I just worry, and that's what I loved about what Elder Uchtdorf said, that it's so normal for every parent to worry if they're doing a good job with their children. And I do. I just worry that my daughter doesn't have all the, like, resources and tools and things that she needs. I mean, we... We are pretty good. I will, I'll be, I'll be honest, and I'm humbly saying this. We are pretty good about, um, studying like the come follow me in the home and family prayers. And we try to do the family home evening thing once a week. And we do spend a lot of family time together and we have good relationships with our girls, but there, you know, there's always things that you're like, Oh, we need to be better about this. We need to do this. And I just really, um, so I just really connect. It just really resonated with me. What Elder Uchtdorf was saying in his talk. Well, there's and, legitimate concerns there. Think of Elder Haney's talk from the previous session that quote he brought in and said basically like, hey, the, the things that you skip out or you're just like wishy-washy on as parents, the kids are just going to be outright rebels against it. Something to that effect. I'll, we'll have to find the exact quote. But like, right. yeah, being a parent is stressful. And President Uchtdorf, or El, I guess Elder Uchtdorf now, 
his quote here that really just kind of slapped me upside the head was when he said, don't you realize the risk Heavenly Father's taking every time he sends a child to earth? And it was just like, yeah, personalize that. Do you realize how much of a, a liability you are to Heavenly Father as a dad <laughs> that he, you know, a huge risk and Jonathan, Elizabeth yeah. and William to you. Yeah. <laughs> and I was, I was surprised how much I was actually so having this conversation just now has been awesome because I felt like I left that session to come record having not gotten much out of it because of my kids. And yet here I am talking with you. I'm like, oh, cool. Now I feel like I can actually remember the session now. This is great. <laughs> so hopefully, <laughs> yeah, this has been good to recap it. Hopefully all you listeners are able to find some benefit in it too. And the uh, two of the other co-hosts of the Conference Talk podcast, Kevin and Shelby, will be recording a recap of the evening session later tonight. So stay tuned for that. Thanks for joining the This Week in Mormons podcast. If you want to check out our podcast, Conference Talk, we do this every week. Every weekend is conference weekend for us. We go over one of these talks from the most recent general conference of the church. We discuss it in depth, kind of like what you'd see in an Elders Cormor Relief Society lesson. We joke around. We have some fun. So visit us at conferencetalk.org, and you can find us on all your favorite podcast platforms as well. As well. <laughs> yes, this was fun, Matthew. Thank you so much for having me be here with you. And from this week of Mormons, it's so fun. Yeah. See you all next time. Okay, bye.